Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinvin and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie businesses. Dan has a product studio doing 8K MRR and I have a podcasting business doing just over 2K. This week, Dan finally comes to his senses on client work. We talk about how many eggs he gets through in a week and why we've both decided to make it big on TikTok. A big thank you to today's sponsor, Paper Website, which you'll find out more about in this episode. Let's get started. Uh, Dan, my, my question to you is then, how many eggs do you get through in a week? <laughs> so I buy, oh, what is that, 20? I have four eggs for breakfast most days of the week. Really? How do you yeah. have your eggs? Scrambled. Oh, fair enough. Well, good job building the <laughs> studio <laughs> with egg boxes. What's your plan with it? You're just going to keep going, keep building to it? I don't know. This week, it looks like it's going to fall over. So at some point, I'll need to like attach them to something <laughs> more sturdy. Hello, it's James from The Edit and just wanted to add a little context here if anyone listening. So Dan has started to put egg boxes around his desk for sound dampening and it looks quite funny. I put a picture on Twitter. I'll leave that in the show notes. But yeah, let's get back to the chat. I must use my podcast booth at some point because it's just like full of boxes now and I've got no other place to put these boxes. Well, what's more important, your podcast booth or some boxes out on the floor? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just... Your priorities. I just realised that there's apparently three people in, in the audience. I had this before. I saw that. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done like a live recording? No, no, no. I, w- I was thinking about doing it for Indie Feast members and seeing how mm. that went. Would you Would you be, do it for this one? Because it's a bit more chill? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if we should put that in and ask people if that's something they want to watch. Because we, we talked about doing spaces before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that, that was Kind of similar, but not really. What do you think about doing spaces then? Have you, because that was like right at the very start. Were you? So spaces is cool because you get participation and you're obviously like linked to an audience directly, mm. which podcasts don't have. But it's just, I find with spaces it's quite hard to find a time that fits everyone, obviously, because everyone's in different places and maybe they're working or it's the weekend or the evening and you just have to pick a time for like a subset of your audience. Mm. That's the bit I find difficult. Because I, I was like quite vocally against Clubhouse when that was getting popular. Mm. I joined a few, I listened to a few and always just found them really boring. I like listening to podcasts because they're much more edited and produced into a conversation that removes all the bad stuff. But I like the engagement part of it or the interaction part of it where people can come on and ask questions. And I think for this podcast, mm. we've got a nice, strong little community of people that are listening, that are doing similar stuff to us, that are interested in what we're doing, it'll be quite nice to do the live spaces and almost do a Q&A yeah. every other week or something. Uh, maybe we could talk about some topics uh, and then do... So yeah, we, either we do like a live show and just kind of have it, somehow record it and well broadcast it on Twitter live mm-hmm. or then do like a different kind of episode or just have it separate from the episode, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I remember right at the very start you mentioned wanting to do spaces as part of this pod. I'm wondering also how else we can use Twitter to help people interact with the pod because we had that, I don't know if you still put the link in there, the discussed this episode on Twitter, but I don't think anyone's ever discussed using that link or using no. the tweet we do. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, Yeah, my aim with that was, because podcasts are so like one way, right? You just put something out and you don't really get direct feedback mm-hmm. especially attached to the episode like on twitter or facebook or any instagram you get feedback on the thing directly and podcasts you don't get that and yeah the idea with the tweet link would be 
to give someone a link straight to a conversation where they could leave direct feedback. Yeah. Obviously, it's not attached to the episode itself, but it could be the one place. And that's not that's not something people are used to doing with podcasts. They're not used to going straight to Twitter to like reply or ask a question or. But my my idea was that if we did it like enough, maybe some people would kind of gradually do that, and it would become a habit. But yeah. I was wondering what else we could do with Twitter for the podcast, whether we mm. do tweet threads, explain or talking through the things we talked about on the pod, whether we share clips of it, interesting things. One pod that I've seen use clips well is My First Million guys because they do those animated like obviously yeah, videos that yeah. take a long time to build. But even, yeah, just like a 30 second, one minute clip of just us talking would be better than nothing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a... There's a guy, Tom Elliott, who listens to Indie Bites. He listens to every episode and he tweets out like a quote from each one. And I've, I've noticed him do it. I, I spoke to Tom a while ago. Yeah, he, every episode he tweets out like his favourite quote from it. <laughs> and it's brilliant. And I was thinking like, maybe I should pay Tom to find these clips and like send him the descript link to make a little, like an actual video so people can yeah. see it on Twitter. All right, mate, I've got to figure out who's the sponsor for this episode. Do you want to, do you want to pick a sponsor? Well, we could bring up four-day week because we haven't had a four-day week or we could do the paper website one. We'll do paper website because Ben was one of the first ones to... Yeah. And he's your nemesis as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about Ben. Have you seen paper website? I have. Yeah, I saw it when it came out. Well, I'll save listeners the suspense and tell them what it is. Uh, paper website allows you to take a handwritten page and turns it into a website. Maybe you want to start writing more consistently or perhaps start documenting your indie hacker journey in public. But Dan, you, you should give it a go because it's literally as simple as taking a picture of your notebook and it turns it into a website in seconds. It's also got analytics and the ability to send a newsletter. <laughs> and, I, and I like what Ben put in his copy here, which is you can grow an audience of millions from the comfort of your notebook. Give it a go for free by heading to paperwebsite.com or hitting the link in the show notes. Use the code MONDAY20 at checkout to get 20% off their ultimate package, which includes a free domain and your very own notebook. What a lovely touch that is. It's everything you need to start your own tiny website. I'd also recommend actually checking out Ben's website at tinyprojects.dev. He's an awesome guy doing interesting things and he's actually the most listened to guest on Indie Bytes, overtaking you, Dan, for the top spot. We don't talk about Ben. <laughs> On that note, what have you been up to this week? Uh, so I launched Cove's kind of second coming. Added some audience tools, as I discussed before. Yeah, some little tools that you can add to your Go site for audience engagement and stuff. And that went really well. I haven't done like a big launch like that for a long time because I always kind of just slowly iterate on stuff. So to kind of have a bigger chunk of work to then release at once was kind of a bit nerve wracking. How, how, how did it go? I mean, I'm happy. People upgraded. I haven't seen any change in signups. So I sent out an email to the uh, thousand plus people who had signed up to Cove and I had some really good responses from that. Like, oh, this is really cool. Like, really nice. Love, love what you've done kind of thing. But yeah. And then people actually putting their money where their mouth was and actually upgrading their plans to include the tools. Yeah. So I'm happy. I had a couple of people buy the new lifetime deals, but they're happy spending $400 on a... <laughs> What's a year of Cove? So a year of pro which is both tools and comments, is $144. But I decided to price the lifetime plans at 399 How many people bought those? Two people so far. Oh, very nice. So talk to me about lifetime deals. You put it in the, in the comments. I'm interested your thoughts on why you did it. This brought up lifetime deals. And I've talked about this on Twitter a few times. I went through my old tweets about 
because lifetime deals get a bad rap most of the time in SaaS. Like, why would you do a one-time payment for an ongoing kind of subscription model? Or like, you're giving service to people on a monthly basis. Why would you charge once? And there are a couple of ways where lifetime deals really work out well. Uh, one is at the beginning of a project to like gain like early users and kind of offer a special deal for early users to try it out. Um, I did this with Cove and Illo. And yeah, it worked out really well both times. So you get validation for your product. And for some people building SaaS, that's like a stupid thing to do. We're like, don't offer lifetime deals. But for Cove, it works well. And I, I intentionally priced them, I think it's like two and a half years worth of the yearly plan-ish, something like that. So that you, you get the value after the third year, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still have to pay up front for two and a half years of, of like usage. Yeah, I know people that have got strong opinions on this either way. Some people that have launched something with lifetime deals and have seen a lot of benefit from it and other people that are really against lifetime deals because of the you essentially end up having free customers over a certain point. But as you mm. say, that isn't until two and a half years for you. It's almost like 100%. they're in like a, a cash injection, a cash investment. They're investing and what they get from that investment is the tool for free after a number of years and it supports you. Right. And th- there's a tweet on Twitter I saw like two weeks ago and I cannot find it. But it's basically, I can't remember the guy's name, but he sold $50,000 worth of lifetime deals as he launched the product and was like, well, now it's like funded basically. And yeah. Now I can go on with like building it. And it's like, well, that's genius. Like why, why aren't more people doing this? Mm. I'd, l- I'd love to open this discussion up further on Twitter because I, I also, I agree with you, but I know there are some people that don't have this viewpoint and I'll be interested to hear some of those. And then I, yeah. I'm liking the look of this next point you've got on here, Dan. What's all this about? Mm-hmm. Hang on. I, I think I've closed my tab. What is it? Oh, yeah. No more client work. I have started saying no to client work again. So since January, I've said yes to a lot of client work. I, I could be picky because I, I do get quite a lot of inbound ghost projects. But yeah, I, I've started to say no now because my week's getting quite busy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said last week, going back to start building on cove just like in a very relaxed manner Mm -hmm. that's what i want to do every week just wake up build some cool stuff think about marketing a bit maybe more like uh, marketing's kind of dropped off a little bit recently because i've been so busy with other things Mm -hmm. yeah just like look look at the sea (laughs) code some cool stuff and not i don't have to stress about people emailing me or like wait for their things to be built well, I'm delighted you've come to this realization. And where does that make you stand with the ghost agency that you were thinking about for a few weeks, a few weeks ago? Yeah. So the last update was that I was going to add it to the blog, right? I was going to add it as a page to the article blog, but I think I'll just not do that. <laughs> just have the blog. It would be really cool to have like a ghost agency because there isn't one. There isn't like a company out there kind of offering that as a service, but I think just where I am right now I can't do that in a way it's kind of a shame because I'd like to do that no you wouldn't like to do it <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I completely understand and also agree because I, I would love to get to a point with my projects and I think about this regularly where everything is sustaining me so I don't have to do client work right now I have to do client work because that is what is paying the mm. bills happen to enjoy doing it with some cool clients which is great but further down the line I want to get to a point where Every now and then I agree to do a project that I'm really excited about for a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're on your way to doing that. And that'll be interesting to uh, watch during this podcast. (laughs) So stay tuned for more updates. (laughs) So no more client work for you, Dan. Please for that. So 
I love the next note. I don't even know what you're going to say here. So, t- TikTok. So, my wife's like, you should be on TikTok. And I was like, okay. But you've also said to be on TikTok. And other people have asked on internet, like, Where sh- what other marketing channels should I be looking at? People say TikTok. But that's not what this note was about. So, this note is about maybe building something for TikTok. And I know I have a lot of a lot of stuff. And I don't know. I've just said I'm going to stop doing client work because I need to, like, relax a bit <laughs> but tiktok's like exploding and i've talked to some people about tiktok analytics and i think there's space there to fill up with a product i think it's a good idea i think you should explore it definitely this week or next week if you have some time because i was thinking this last night as i was scrolling through tiktok how we didn't think when we had twitter facebook instagram even when LinkedIn had its organic reach day, that we'd ever have a platform like it again because marketers just took over all the platforms, made it expensive, made it hard to do marketing with it. And then TikTok came along and blew it wide open. So there was this platform again that gave an opportunity for people to create marketing content and grow their audience through this new channel with a load of organic reach. We're like two, three years into that boom of free reach and now everyone's sort of jumping onto it and i worry that like that opportunity for for someone to jump on and get that free organic reach and also effective cheap ads working well is like slowly going so for me i mentioned this at the episode one or two of no one mondays about wanting to do this these asmr letter videos Mm. been meaning to do them and i just haven't and i'm sitting on such an opportunity and a window that is closing quicker and quicker and quicker because the marketers are coming they're all jumping on tiktok (laughs) so for you great opportunity tiktok is only getting bigger as uh, a way to build a cool tool for it but yeah about posting on tiktok the key thing there would be maybe like ghost tips or publishing tips or membership tips or maybe twitter tips i mean like it would definitely be something you'd have to invest time into and not just do one like it would need to be 30 days of posting every day to see yeah 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 over, over a little period of time and I need to do the same I wonder if I can one day do a shooting day for the leather wallets mm. and just post them over two weeks then after two weeks do another shooting day make another few wallets post for another two weeks and just see if I can get yeah. anything from it because TikTok is a channel that I've seen people work in the leather crafting space and I, I know I can do it I just haven't done it yet mm. and I think for you you could try the same with Ghost would be the obvious solution but Twitter as well would help with Dillo. Yeah. Why don't we do like a TikTok challenge? A TikTok challenge. <laughs> James and Dan. Oh. So we start on the same day posting videos and we do a video every day for 30 days or something and we'll see where we are at the end. Yeah, I'm up for that. If you That are. could be quite fun. Would, would you actually do it? Well, yeah, if we agree to a challenge. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll write that down. James and Dan's TikTok challenge. Because <laughs> that would be quite cool to track on here as well. Weekly updates on our TikTok challenge. Yeah, cool. I'm up for that. What have you been up to? On to me. Right. So I'm on track with my indie bike schedule, Dan. So this week was Spencer Fry on Tuesday. Oh, I listened to that one. Oh, thank that you. That was a good one. He's, yeah. one of my, he's one of my original SAS heroes from like 2008 or something when I was reading his blog. Yeah, he was, he was brilliant. And then on Friday, released my episode with Dominic Mon, founder of Mental Cruise. So I was happy with these this week's episodes. Yeah. Big milestone, actually, as well for... Indie bites. I hit fifty thousand downloads this week. Wow, 
That's uh, pretty big. Yeah, it was nice. I sort of crept up on me. And I also had my best month of downloads last month. I had just under 6,000 downloads. Crazy. Do you get like a YouTube plaque for podcasting when you hit (laughs) (laughs) download numbers? That's a great idea for Transistor to to do that for some of their customers when they hit a, a download number. I was thinking about this the other day. Transistor's plan goes up when you get to 15,000 downloads a month and I've never been worried about mm-hmm. paying the entry level mm-hmm. plan for transistor or upgrading but that's going to be a really cool problem to have and I'm also interested to see how they handle the the upgrade like if they've got a nice mm-hmm. email or a nice little thing when you do upgrade to the next plan because it's a good thing right when you end up paying more because yeah. hopefully at 15,000 <laughs> downloads you would be monetizing at some point in some way that means that you can pay for the pay more for hosting All right, so that's like a couple of updates. And then a few things from Twitter. The first one was last Monday. We recorded on Monday. And at 9.40, I was sort of sitting on my sofa thinking, I honestly don't feel like I want to edit the podcast this late. I just (laughs) want to chill out and then go to bed. So I put a poll out on Twitter. So like, should I edit the episode to stick to the Monday release schedule or should I go to bed? And the results were pretty interesting. I thought most people would say just go to bed don't worry about it like Dan would say don't worry about it it's just yeah just like <laughs> it's 10 p.m go to sleep and 65 percent of people said to go to sleep but still 35 percent of people said don't miss the deadline they want the episode man well yeah i i suppose like as well <laughs> people in the u.s that listen which a lot of our audience are right five hours afternoon or something eight hours yeah. behind us yeah <laughs> but I, I would i would have said to myself just go to bed don't worry about it but given how that we could with losing a client through missing a deadline i thought it was probably extra special that i should just work and hit my deadline and it's made me mm. actually over the last couple of weeks much better at sticking to my word because i feel much better when i do something on time and mm-hmm. I got the episode done with good time, actually, like half 11. I had it done, edited and published and felt really good about it. So actually going and doing it felt good. And I don't know. I wonder what your thoughts were on working late to hit a deadline or missing it. Well, as yeah, my personality is like, I hate missing deadlines. I hate being late for things. So like if I, if I have a work thing, I'm like, it's 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 uncommon that I miss deadlines basically mm. but now I don't really have deadlines like I had a cove launch but I didn't have a day for that I just mm. kind of did it when it was ready the client work can be difficult but typically with a lot of client work I don't have deadlines for that either it's just like I'll work on this next week and then it's like I have five days to play with so yeah I don't, nowadays I don't really have deadlines much apart from the recording this podcast before it makes it too late for you to do the editing that keeps you up at night <laughs> but yeah I, I I think it's good that you keep getting it out on the Monday that it's like it keeps the momentum going yeah because if it slips to a Tuesday or Wednesday or something that would probably kind of unlocks that part of you that's like oh I'll just do it on Tuesday next week exactly you know I mean? exactly it, that's a really good point that if it slips once I'm then more likely to let it slip more. And this is something that we had a fresh start with to get it out on a schedule. And it's what I recommend to all clients. If you start a podcast, get it out on the same day so people can build it into the routine to listen. It's a fun thing with the name being No More Mondays that people almost know it's coming on a Monday. 
so yeah, yeah I, I want to stick to it. And with Indie Bios, I feel great that it's now it's now gets released on a Tuesday and a Friday. And now you can expect it on a Tuesday and a Friday. And Overcast have this little thing and it says like this is released every every Wednesday, for instance. And so I desperately want that for Indie Bites. All right. And then the other thing I tweeted about, this was yesterday and I got some really good responses. So I was at Weekend Club yesterday in person, really good, chatting with my friends. And I used it as a bit of time to revisit my course to our podcast. The course launched October, November time, did almost 2K in revenue, felt great. It was my favorite revenue. But since then, I've done no marketing for it. I've got no sales and it's just sort of stopped. And I still have the asset there. I still have the course there. And my idea when I launched it was, okay, let me launch something quick and dirty that was still valuable and get some validation. Okay, I've got that. And then further down the line, I could do another launch or I could update the course or I could do some marketing for it. So I was thinking of what I could do with it content wise. But then I was like, I've also got Poppanda, which is my podcast editing service, which right now is paying the bills and I could do with getting some more clients for that to pay some more bills. So I was thinking... Instead of doing duplicate content for both to our podcast and Podpanda, like the, the exact same content will serve them both. Should I like combine them or keep them separate? And I got a few interesting responses. What do you think about that? I am going to agree with most of the responses to your tweet, <laughs> uh, which were to combine them and have the course as like thing under Podpanda. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more yeah. worth for me to do and thinking about how to combine them but I think I'll be much happier and less stagnation with it if they are combined and I can actually write some content and actually send some people to articles because I get the same questions from people over and over which is what microphone should I buy and where do I start and I'd love to just have a really easy bit of content that I can send people that goes here's here's what you need to do or I just copy and paste from said article so many people have asked me that question and it's always the same answer. Get the Shure MV7, or if you don't have as much budget, <laughs> have a look at the Samsung Q9U or the ATR2100X. But that's going to take time. I wonder what else I can do marketing-wise to help direct more people to the course. And also, while I'm doing this overhaul, is it worthwhile moving to an actual course-specific platform instead of just Gumroad, which then goes to a Notion link? I wonder if I should move to Podia or something like that, where I can provide a better experience with the course i think maybe that should be your end goal but not like an initial goal just based on what i do with my products is that people ask me questions or i have a quick i just figure something out for ghost then i write a very quick blog post on the Gloat website and i just kind of put it up there and i leave it and those actually bring in traffic which is really cool but i think that's what you should be doing like immediately just like get a blog set up just like write pieces like what's the best microphone under 50 dollars? or like should i get a microphone for a point just like, yeah. I don't know, write out like 30 headings that could be turned into like very quick blog posts that you could then flesh out later, obviously. But I don't know, just get that ball rolling. And if you, once you do that as well, because you're doing courses, which is all kind of educational content, you might figure out a second course mm. or you might figure out something to add into your current course as you're writing all that extra like stuff out. And it's like a content like farm, I guess. You're just kind of generating lots of content and then you can like piece it into other things. And yeah, like moving to someone like Podio was, is probably like a good idea, but that's not your like challenge at the moment. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. interesting. Content before tools. Uh, Ali's good. I like that. That's another great saying. Content before tools. Maybe another... Another t-shirt. 
Did you just come up with that? Is that yours, Dan? I mean, I, I just said it then. I, it might have been said by someone else before, but I'll claim it. No, Why take not? it, take it. Content before tools. I'll trademark it. <laughs> All right, let's round off. We've been calling for an hour. Let's round off on our tweets. Okay, so my tweet is just part of a uh, conversation with uh, some big hitters on Twitter, Paul Graham, Ben Thompson, and this Noah Smith who wrote this tweet. I'm friends with Chris Weatherall, who headed the team that created the quote tweet and who has regretted it and felt guilty ever since, which I thought was very interesting to, to read. I yeah. just saw that um, tweet and then I read back to see like the thread. And it's basically uh, Paul Graham saying that quote tweeting is like, an issue and it has a thousand likes so obviously like other people agree with that yeah i haven't really thought about quote tweeting as a problem before but just to read through this it's kind of eye-opening and i think it makes sense like yeah paul graham was basically like you get a completely different view of someone if you follow them than if you only see their tweets when someone quote tweets what they regard as a particularly Mm. extreme example that is interesting and you're 100 right i've never seen quote tweets as a problem i really like them i like quote tweeting things if it's to add an extra and then i found my one that i wanted to do and this is actually a response to steph smith tweet which was an interesting tweet in itself which was how would you define work-life balance be specific and calvin rosser who responded he's actually her fiance and they do a podcast together but i kind (laughs) of like this response I avoid this distinction of like worth like balance. I think of life as an equation with your career, relationships, finances, learning, leisure and health as the key variables. The goal is to get each variable to seven out of 10. When any variable gets too low, I'm generally unsatisfied and need to rebalance. Yeah, I like that. I like it, but I then tried it. I then put all of these things into categories and like, rank them in fact I, st- I started doing and i stopped because they were all below seven out of ten and i don't know if that just says something about me <laughs> that like i'm just i'm not happy or, or like i'm not content with where i am and i have ambitions to do more but like right now i'm I'm really happy but that doesn't reflect in in those variables but are yours quite equal yeah they are actually apart from finances uh, mine's probably also low on finances <laughs> based on where i want to be but yeah, I think maybe his point was that maybe the seven out of ten doesn't matter, but as long as they're all quite equal, yeah. as long as someone doesn't okay. like drop too far below, yeah, maybe that's okay. a better way to to do it. Yeah, I like that, and I also like the fact that there's more than just work and life, and those yeah. are the two things that we compare. And like as indie hackers, as people that are trying to make a different or go a different path or forge a different path than what is usually expected of people why not have a different approach to what is work and what is life and focus more on different aspects of life that are really important what is your goal with finances then my goal is just to be more comfortable have more saved up or invested just so i don't have to stress about it all right what are you working on this week what's your plans well so now it's easter holidays three weeks with the kids at home (laughs) so i don't know Let's see. <laughs> TBD. Um, I do want to get going on Illo's drip emails, which we talked about last week. Yeah, now that Cove's out, I can go back to working on some Illo stuff, like the thread analytics and the marketing site. I haven't pushed out a ghost theme yet this month. I'm trying to do one a month. Um, I've designed a new one. Ah, that's nice, yeah. So, I'd, yeah, at some point I have to code that out, code that up and get it out. But, yeah, I don't know. Mm. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll do evenings the next few weeks. 
I've got to do the two Indie Bites episodes. I want to revisit a few of the things that I've said on this pod, but I haven't done anything on. Two I'm thinking in particular are the YouTube videos and then the Indie Feast membership. So those are some of the things I want to revisit. And then the course as well, thinking of how I can can Mm -hmm. combine Pop Panda and the course and start doing some marketing content to maybe get some sales. Okay, sounds good. All right, mate. Enjoy the rest of your week with the kiddos. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a mad one. Yeah. So I will see you next Monday. Yeah. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of No More Mondays with James McKinvan and Dan Rowden. You can join the conversation on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. You'll also find there a list of talking points along with details of today's sponsor, Paper Website. See you next Monday.